0: Worried about the cost of senior living? CarePartner Senior Living's pricing helps preserve your wealth. If you do exhaust your resources, we accept Medicaid and you won't have to move. Care Partners Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities in western Washington and Spokane, offering high-quality, yet affordable, independent, assisted living and memory care options. Stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and never worry about moving. That's peace of mind and a Care Partners Living difference. Visit carepartnersliving.com.
1: The following podcast is provided by an approved senior care provider on the Answers for Elders radio network. And welcome back everyone to Answers for Elders radio. And we are here again with Cassidy Bastian, who is what's called an end of life doula. And we're going to talk about what that is in this hour, because that's a new term that maybe many of us you may have not Known. And I have been chasing um, Cassidy down for a long time to get her on the show because I think this is a really important um, conversation. And um, I want to take this next segment. And Ca- Cassidy, you've been so great to just honor me with all of my wish list things of what I want to talk about um, this hour. So, but um, when I was taking care of my mother, Um, all of a sudden I used to see, she had all of these pills on the counter. I mean, she probably had, was taking 20 different medications for different things. And it used to just bug me like crazy. Like mom, you need to get off of this. You need to do, you know, and, and because nobody took the time to explain to me that the goal was not to get mom better. The goal was to make my mother comfortable. And there was no expectation that my mom was going to get better. She was in her 80s. She was declining. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that that our medical community forgets to do is educate families on what are the goals of treatment. I mean, and so Cassidy, I want to take the time, thank you very much, to talk a little bit about a term that you that our listeners may not have heard before and that is called palliative care p-a-l-l-i-a-t-i-v-e care Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that um you know we in the medical community do know about but it's not discussed very often is it
2: no no it's not and I think that um working in hospice and, and we're going to touch on palliative care because palliative care and hospice, uh, they, we, we work together, but we are very different things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the, and I say mainstream healthcare because I've been in a hospice world and it operates so different than Mm -hmm. traditional healthcare, um, that we are so focused and goal oriented on, um, Fixing things yeah. right? We want to make things better. there's a medication for that, there's a cream for that, there's a powder.. Exactly. For that. So you know, and then that's what happens is we end up at this point where we really need to focus on our quality of life yes. and not our quantity of life. But mm-hmm. the difference between hospice and palliative care is that palliative care allows you, the minute you've been given, a terminal diagnosis to have your medications and your comfort and, and your treatments overseen at, by a palliative care team, which includes nurses and doctors mm-hmm. that work in conjunction with your primary care providers, your oncologists, right. whatever treatment plan you have.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's basically uh, monitoring your comfort and how you're doing with these treatments mm-hmm. and allowing yeah. you to still fight if that's what you want to do, yes, and um, which which is great, right? Because it allows people that hope that yeah. we can focus on our comfort and our quality mm-hmm. of life, but we can t- still focus on um, fighting whatever battle. Physical or whatever therapy. Absolutely. All Occupational of therapy. Yeah. Maybe to
1: rehabilitate things. mobility, maybe after a yep. heart attack or something like that. Right. Right, um, right. Maybe the heart is compromised, maybe congestive heart failure or something like that. But remember this, it's like there's other things that you can work on. That's part of the process uh, yes. that we go through.
2: Absolutely. The main difference also is and a lot of this is what I'm seeing oftentimes, too, is that we have people who have great care needs and they're declining significantly and maybe their mindset is not in a hospice mindset. Right. Um, But they. Palliative care does not offer like a, a certified nurse's aid to come out and provide something. No. No. It doesn't provide for medical equipment or, or medications.
1: Doesn't provide for family counseling where really hospice no. will work with the entire family.
2: Exactly. So that's kind of the main difference mm-hmm. between hospice and palliative care As hospice. We are no longer pursuing life-saving treatments. No. And we are focusing on, quality of life and comfort Mm -hmm. and end of life. Whereas palliative Mm -hmm. care kind of gives you that leeway to continue your, your, your treatments and, and your, your fight. I say fight Mm -hmm. because I really do feel like a lot of times people who are um, on palliative care when they really should be on hospice, it is because they have that overwhelming need to fight.
1: And I do believe, I do believe people choose when they die.
2: Oh, they, I do too. I,
1: and, and that's the thing that I think is the other thing. Now, here's another question for you. Yes. Um, We've talked on the show before. And for those of our listeners that haven't heard it, there is a form called a pulsed form. That's Physician's Ooh. Order of Life-Sustaining Treatment. Um, <laughs> right. It is a bright neon green form. And that comes out during the time of palliative care. Is that yeah. Correct.
2: And you know, it it is absolutely, but I encourage every single person to think about what they want for life-sustaining treatment as Uh soon as you're able. And so you can absolutely go to your doctor at any time you have a physical and say i would mm-hmm. not like to fill out a pulse with you mm-hmm. and, go and why don't we explain
1: watches. to our listeners what is a pulse form right so a,
2: a pulse is a physician's order to sustain life mm-hmm. and these encompass things like cpr mm-hmm. uh vent, ventilators mm-hmm. uh tube feedings things like and that. it's
1: for in the home basically for emergency um It goes on
2: usually on the refrigerator. On the refrigerator, right. Because emergency services are trained to go straight to that refrigerator and look Mm -hmm. for that. Because that green paper is really the green light that gives them the information that they need to care for you the way that you want to be cared for. So if you haven't taken the time to do that, you really should and make sure that you know your families have a copy that your, your people have a copy of that, that everybody knows. And that's what end of life doulas do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's the
1: example to our listeners just on, on a pulse form. And I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this (laughs) because a pulse form, basically EMTs are trained to use every single resource to sustain life. If you're laying motionless on the floor and unconscious and, and you start to flatline, They will do everything they can, including break ribs to get you to re- resuscitate. If you do not want that, if you want to be able to go peacefully, this is why the pulse form exists. It will basically Absolutely. lay out what your wishes are. And certainly if you're in a situation where you have compromised health, mm-hmm. um, this is something to look at. And it's a bright neon green form. And I will tell you, your doctor can explain to you all different types of things. But yeah. I always talk to families about that. Do you have that in place? Because Absolutely. that's something that there's a lot of people they're not notified about that. Right. Problem.
2: And that's, uh, you know, and I want to say, you know, every single patient on hospice that comes on has to have a pulse form. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, um, but I I'm 36 years old and I marched into my, my, primary care physician last year and said i have filled out my post and i would love you to sign it and if you're going to be my primary care provider you need to know what my wishes are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um and that is absolutely something that i would be more than happy to help anybody fill out you know right you can because it is
1: and there's different questions that you'll be put through because it may be resuscitate only if You know, XYZ happens. There's different types of situations. So it's one of the things I think that, you know, we all should, at at one point in our lives, if we feel strongly about an issue, um, we need to look at that form. And your physician should have that on on file uh, in their office. And it takes 15 minutes for you to sit down and do that. And so I strongly encourage people to do that in palliative care. Now,
2: I I didn't actually do that until I personally got covid and it was covid that made yeah. me really look at this and go oh my goodness first of all mm-hmm. if I'm asking other people to be prepared <laughs> mm-hmm. then I need to be prepared yes and what do I want and my pulse states you know I am willing to do a tube feed and be on a ventilator for 6 months but if no quality of life can be sustained after that Please let me go on hospice, no matter mm-hmm. what age I am. Right. So we can reevaluate these things, and you can change a post at any time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it can be updated, and it should be updated at least every five years. But mm-hmm. you can do it every year. So I agree. I you guys. Yes. Need, people need and to. And also. And also just you,
1: if you don't remember the name Pulse, just ask your doctor for the neon green form. Right. (laughs) And usually they know exactly what you're talking about. So that's something that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Cassidy, now, obviously, you know, we, as, as people are dealing with palliative care, they come to a point where now we realize that it's starting to shift. Maybe you need more services. So how do you have that? immediate conversation with a doctor? And how do you recognize when it's time to go to the next step?
2: Well, you know, I always think that having end of life conversations with your primary care provider, Mm -hmm. even when you're well is important because we would hope that all doctors are trained and experienced at knowing when it's Mm -hmm. time to focus on end of
1: life,
2: quality of Mm -hmm. life but not every doctor has that mindset or that. education. So I think that asking questions and getting those, Mm -hmm. those things done early is imperative. But I also, you know, so I actually got to speak to the university of Washington palliative care students. I want to say in 2019, and that was kind of what their question was. What was your pearl for the palliative care students? And my pearl was, my, and it was more a plea. Mm -hmm. Um, They are the gatekeepers to hospice. So they have to know when it is time. And we have to be having real conversations as palliative care doctors Mm -hmm. and palliative care clinicians about when it is time to focus on quality of life and fabulous treatments. And it really starts there on top of what we can do in the perfect for that. perfect so we're going to talk about hospice
1: and transitioning into that in our next segment so in the meantime cassidy how do we reach you
2: you can find me at my end you can find me on facebook at my end of life northwest on facebook uh and you can they my email my contact information is all on those websites and on facebook so i encourage you to to check out our facebook uh page There's caregivers also- hub and what's your other fit? The one is so I we actually did start a, a my end of life Northwest death and dying support group. Perfect, perfect, yeah,
1: perfect. So everyone, Cassidy will be right back right after this. We at Answers for Elders thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision-making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com.
0: Are you overwhelmed looking for a senior living solution for yourself or a loved one? We at CarePartner Senior Living pride ourselves in helping seniors or their loved ones navigate the often new and confusing process of finding the right senior living option. Hi, I'm Colette with CarePartners. CarePartners Senior Living has 15 vibrant communities throughout Western Washington and Spokane, providing independent, assisted living and memory care at extremely affordable pricing. And if you ever run out of funds and need to convert to Medicaid, you will never be asked to move. Being locally owned and close to our communities means Care Partners can provide you the personal assistance and education to find the right senior care solution one that allows you to stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and stay active and safe, all while giving you the peace of mind that you never have to worry about moving. That's the Care Partners experience. Visit carepartnersliving.com.
2: Hey, everybody, Jared Sebasti,
1: your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born, and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire repurpose" on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.